0: Again, thank you for downloading this sermon. We pray it will enrich your walk with Christ. God bless you. And we look forward to welcoming you and your family to the Chapel of the Cross. Then Jesus took the loaves And when He had given thanks, He distributed them to those who were seated. So also the fish, as much as they wanted. I speak to you in the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. When I was a student at Mississippi State, y'all know I went to Mississippi State, right? I've made that abundantly clear in my time here. When I was a student at Mississippi State, I was visiting a friend in Starkville. And my friend lived on Nash Street, which is just off of University Avenue. And it is in between the university and downtown Starkville. And so Nash Street is very, very narrow. So narrow that it is illegal to park on the side of that road. So when I was visiting my friend, I was having trouble finding a parking spot. I took a couple trips around the block, maybe even a third trip around the block, trying to find somewhere to park in that residential neighborhood. I couldn't find anywhere to park. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm only going to be here just a little while, so I'll park on the side of the street by my friend's house. I'm only going to be here just a little while. So I got out, went in, Visited with my friend, maybe 30 minutes, if that. And I was getting in my car to leave. And that startful policeman pulled up right behind me. He gets out of the car and he said, son, I'm going to ask you a few questions. All right. And he said, are you a student at the university? And I said, yes, sir, I, I am. And he said, what year are you? And I said, I'm a sophomore. And he said, so it is safe for me to assume that you can read this sign you park next to. And I said, the sign, oh, that sign right there. I- yes, sir, I did read it. It says, do not park in the street. I said, but I was only here for just a little while. I- not even 30 minutes. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, that sign doesn't say park here. On- you cannot park here unless you're going to be here for just a little while. Do not park here at all. And I said, yes, sir, you're right. It won't happen again. And that nice police officer let me off without a ticket. Signs surround us. Signs are all around us telling us what to do. So that if you're driving and you see a red octagonal sign with a white border around it and white letters, that is telling you to stop. Don't Plow through the intersection. Don't come to a rolling stop, which we are all guilty of at one time or another. Come to a complete stop. Come to a complete stop for your safety and the safety of others because there is an intersection there. Signs tell us what not to do. Do not go down this one-way street. That is dangerous. Or if you happen to be going down 463 at 70 miles an hour and you see the speed limit sign that says 55 that is telling you you're going too fast. You cannot do that. Slow down for your safety and for the safety of those on the road with you. Signs also tell us where we are, such as store signs. Signs tell us where we're going, how to get there, and how far we have to go to get there. Signs point to communication. Signs communicate with us telling us what to do, what not to do, where we're going, how to get there. The signs are everywhere. Constantly information is coming to us. I was reminded of the Canadian rock group, five-man electrical band who sang in 1971. Nobody looks familiar, the 845 sang it with me. Sign, sign, everywhere a sign, blocking out the scenery. Breaking my mind, do this, don't do that, can't you read the sign? Eleven o'clock was a little bit more subdued, but a couple of them knew what I was talking about before I sang the song. So I was reminded of that with this gospel lesson, because in this gospel lesson, the word sign is used twice. In verse 2 of chapter 6, and in verse 14 of chapter 6, we are told that these massive crowds were coming to Jesus they were coming to Jesus because the signs that He had performed. The things that He had done for the sick. So we are told that these crowds were flocking to Jesus from all over the region. And He had compassion upon them. He asked His disciples, where are we going to get something to eat? It is late. They need food. One disciple said, not even six months' wages would be enough to give them just a little bit to eat. Then you've got another disciple who says, man, Jesus... I, I I don't know. We've got five barley loaves and two fish over here from this boy, but even what are we going to do with that among so many people? And so Jesus knew what He was going to do. And so He tells them to sit. And He takes the bread, blesses it, breaks it, and distributes it to the crowd. Not unlike what we do here every Sunday at the Eucharist, When we take bread, bless it, break it, and give it. The evangelist who wrote the Gospel of John does not call this a miracle. These wonderful deeds that Jesus had performed in the midst of the people, casting out demons, healing the sick, he does not refer to them as miracles. He refers to them as signs all throughout the Gospel of John. As I said, signs communicate something to us. That's why he refers to these as signs that Jesus performs, because they communicate to us, to those in the crowd, something about who Jesus is and who He came to be and dwell among us. However, we often miss signs. We may end up on a wrong road or going in the wrong direction, because we missed a sign, those people. Those 5,000 people, they missed the sign. They missed the sign that pointed to who Jesus was. They wanted to take Him and make Him their king so that He could overthrow Roman, the Roman government and Roman oppression. That's who they thought Jesus was. But Jesus did not come to be a king. Jesus did not come to overthrow Roman rule. He came to overthrow sin and death. Jesus did not come to kick out the Romans. He came to kick out hatred and oppression, racism. What Jesus did today was a sign pointing to the fact that He is the bread of life, the Son of God. And as I said, signs are all around us, constantly giving us information, telling us things we should be doing and should not be doing. But i got a question for you. What are those signs in your life which are all around you and we often miss that Jesus Christ, that God, is present with you in your life? What are those signs in your life telling you that God is not something far off, but God is close to you as the next breath that you are about to draw? For me, one of those signs happened this past week. This summer I have been a chaplain to the permanent staff at Camp Bratton Green, the permanent staff of those people who are out at camp all summer long. It's been a joy of mine to be their chaplain, and it's coming to an end this week, and I'm quite sad about it. So what I do is I go out to camp a couple times a week, and I hang out with them. And if they need to talk to me, I'm available. So this past Thursday I went out there, and it was special session. And I don't know if you ever heard of special session, but special session is a week when campers with mental and physical challenges... Come and hang out at camp. So when I got out of my car, I was immediately greeted by Graham from Hattiesburg. Graham from Hattiesburg wanted to know about the keys on my key ring. He's a collector of keys. And he had them hanging from on his side. And I said, man, I work in a church. i got all sorts of keys. I can open all sorts of doors. And so I brought them out of my pocket and I was sitting there showing them. I was like, this is my car key. This, this one right here opens the church. I have a key to open anything in the church except for the hospitality closet. (laughs) Except for the hospitality closet. So anyways, we were talking about his keys and his love of collecting keys. And then he found out I was a priest. And he was so excited. He said, so you 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 bless the bread every Sunday and you give it to the people. I said, yeah, Graham, I do. Every Sunday I get to take it, bless it, break it, and distribute it like Jesus does in our Gospel lesson today. And I said, it's one of the neatest things I do as a priest. And he said, well, what do you say to him? Do you say the body of Christ, the bread of heaven? I said, yeah, Graham. They come up and they reach out for Jesus. And I give them Jesus. And I say the body of Christ, the bread of heaven. And then he recited to me part of the Eucharistic prayer. On the night when Jesus Christ was handed over to suffering and death, he took bread. And after he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. He recited that back to me. For me, that was a sign. That was a sign of Jesus Christ not only in the midst of me, but in front of my very eyes in the person of Graham. In the person of all of those campers out at at Camp Bratton Green this past week. So again, I ask you, signs are everywhere, but the signs of God in your life, are everywhere also. They're there. What are they? Look for them. Amen.